Well, not long after my first daughter was born, I had to go to a conference for school. I really was kind of hesitant about going because I, I didn't want to miss a thing, and I wanted to, to sort of be available to my wife, obviously, with a new baby, and, and, uh, but, but it worked out that I, I had to go to this conference. So I went to this conference. It was out in D.C., and it was a great conference, neat opportunity, but the whole time that I was there, I just had a longing to be home. A longing to be with my wife, a, a longing to see that new baby girl. Um, you know, you don't, you don't want to miss a thing. Now, every one of us knows what it means to have a longing like that. A longing to be with the person we love. Maybe, maybe it's a loved one who's gone on. And you just wish, oh, if I could have just a little time. If I could just, just be with them for a little while. We know that longing. Well, this morning, I want to talk with you about a longing that we have to know God, a longing to to have communion with Him, to have fellowship with Him. And and truthfully, every one of us has a longing for something more, something deeper, a longing to be near the Lord, to be right with the Lord. Uh, This morning, we're beginning a, a series on prayer, and we're going to be thinking about How can we draw near to the Lord? How can we be close to Him? We'll be in Matthew 6, and this is a part of the Sermon on the Mount. We spent quite a bit of time last year working through the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to pick up for the next uh, few weeks and and think about prayer. Uh, uh, At this point in Jesus' ministry, He is at the height of His popularity. Crowds are everywhere, and He's up on this hill and he begins to teach, and, and he looks toward his disciples, and, and he's teaching what it means to be a true follower of Christ. And as we look at this passage, we're going to see that prayer gives us an amazing opportunity to draw near to God. Prayer gives us an amazing opportunity to draw near to God. Let's look at Matthew 6, beginning in verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. In this passage, we see what to do and what not to do If we want to draw near to God in prayer, first, let's take a look at what not to do. If you want to draw near to God in prayer, don't pray for the praise of others. If you want to draw near to God in prayer, don't pray for the praise of others. In verse 5, he says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. And, And this word could also be translated pretender. Don't pretend Or it could be translated actor. Don't put on a show. So there's a sense in which prayer is about something that's happening within our heart. It's about something that's happening deep within. It's not just about the words that we say, but it's about what's going on on the inside. And this is the point that Jesus wants us to grasp and understand. He said it's possible to pray and in the process of praying just to pretend, to just make believe, to play. And he says... Do not do that. Don't be like the hypocrites who go into the synagogue. And, and, and there would be, at times of, of Scripture reading and worship, uh, uh, usually a male who would be appointed to, to pray at a particular service, and, and he would stand and pray. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. 
But Jesus is pointing to the fact that some who did that, well, their goal was to be up front and it was to put on a show. It was to make everyone who saw them say, oh, wow, what a great man. What a wonderful man. But deep in his heart, and this is the place that God is concerned about, deep in his heart, there was nothing about it that was real. It was all plastic. And Jesus says, this is not the way to pray. It's not the way to pray. We're not, we're not playing make-believe when we play. We're not putting on a show when we, play, when we pray. And he mentions praying at the street corners. Now, usually, the Jews would pray at the morning sacrifice and at the time of the evening sacrifice, and sometimes at midday. And so the Jews, uh, perhaps there were, there were some Jews who wanted to sort of be seen. And maybe they would plan their activities so that they would land at a busy intersection right at the time that that, that time of prayer came. And so they would turn toward the temple and with great piety, bow their heads in prayer and begin to cry out to God for everyone to see them. And Jesus says, don't be like that. Don't be like that. If you want to draw near to God in prayer, you can't do that. You cannot do that. And then he tells us something that ought to be very sobering. He says to us, If you pray like that, you'll have your reward. So if you want to put on a show, congratulations. Jesus says, you put on a show, but God didn't hear a word. You'll receive your reward. What's the reward you receive? Well, it's the adoration of people. It's the applause of people, but it's not the ear of God. And so Jesus wants us to understand that if we want the ear of God, if we want to commune with God, the motive of our heart cannot be to try to impress others, to try to make something big of ourselves. In the situation of the fellow who's standing at the street corner and praying or the one who's standing up in the synagogue and wanting everyone to see and notice how wonderful they are, the real intent of that is not communion with God. It's not to praise God, but it's to praise self. It's self-love. It's self-love. And every one of us, whether we want to admit it or not, have to realize that all of us have some of this in us. There's a bit of that in all of us where we, we kind of want everyone to, to think we're, we're something special. And if we're not careful, we'll try to say things in such a way that, that accentuate that or, or emphasize that. But God says, if you want the ear of God, if you want the reward that comes from God hearing and, and being close to him, you better not pray to impress. So, it would be something like grabbing a, a piece of fruit. Have you ever grabbed a piece of fruit? You say, I am fixing to eat this. And you begin to peel it and you get inside and it's just yucky. It's just yucky. The outside looked all right, but the inside was a mess. And Jesus is saying, you know what? What's going on on the inside when you're praying? Well, that's what really matters to God. It's what's happening on the inside. That, that's what counts. That's what matters. So we ought to ask God to search our hearts. Every one of us. We need times where we say to God, will you search this heart of mine? Because sin is deceptive. It's entirely possible that some of these people who were putting on this show in the synagogue or on the street corners didn't even realize what they were doing. Sin blinds us. It, it keeps us from understanding how awful we can be. 
And so we, we need to ask God to search our hearts. And we ought to ask ourselves questions when we're thinking about prayer. Is my prayer motivated by self-love or love of God? Is my prayer motivated by self-seeking or by seeking God? You see, Jesus' words are clear. You can't pretend prayer. You can't pretend prayer. You can pretend prayer, all right, but you will not have the ear of God because it's not prayer at all. So seeking to promote yourself instead of sincerely drawing close to God is a certain way to make sure your prayers are unanswered. Seeking to promote yourself instead of sincerely drawing close to Him, well, that's a way to guarantee that your prayers will not be answered. So, you know, if you are hoping for uh, rain, one of the most certain things you can do, it doesn't always work, but it often works, you know, wash your car, right? You wash your car, and often that'll bring rain. Not always, but it just seems to work like that. And Jesus is saying here, you want to know for certain that your prayers won't be answered? Then pray them to promote yourself. It's a guarantee. Your prayers won't be heard. They will not be answered. So here's another question to think about. Do I pray with more intensity when I'm in public or when I'm in private? Are my prayers in public an overflow of of a prayer life that's going on in private or are they a show? You see, prayer and pride, they don't mix well. Not well at all. So now that we've seen what not to do, let's take a little time and focus on what we ought to do. To draw near to God in prayer, seek Him with a right heart. Seek Him with a right heart. Uh, Let's go back to uh, this passage looking in in verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now notice how verse 6 begins. But, and Jesus is saying, don't pray like that, what I've just talked about. Instead, pray like this. But I want you to notice how the beginning of verse 5 and verse 6 begins. Begins with, with this. When you pray. What does this tell us? It tells us that if we are followers of Jesus, if we follow him, then prayer is going to be a natural part of our lives. It's just, it's a normal part. He's saying when you pray. He doesn't say, hey, if you pray or if you can work it in. He just says when you pray. Why? Because to follow Jesus is to be a person of prayer. It's to be a person who, who talks to God and draws near to God in prayer. And Jesus demonstrated this. In Mark one thirty five. we see very early in the morning, While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And we can find other places in Scripture where he was doing the very thing. He was drawing away to be alone to spend time with the Father. And so Jesus modeled this, and Jesus taught this. Um, Notice that he says, go into your room. And, And this word room means an inner room or a storeroom when you, when you look at it more closely. So he's saying, go into your closet. In other words, this is not a room. This is a room without a window, probably. This is uh, a room where you're not putting anything on display. You're not trying to show anybody anything. You just have one goal, and that's to be with God and to talk to him. That's the right heart. That's the right heart. If you want to draw near to God, that's the right heart. Not to try to play games or put on shows, but just to be with Him. 
to, to, to be with him. And notice that he says, shut the door. In this sense, the people who are in the house aren't going to see. Now, please understand, Jesus isn't speaking literally and saying that you can never be seen when you pray. He's not saying that. We know that for, for this reason, because Jesus himself prayed publicly. We, we have that recorded in Scripture. We know that the early church prayed together when they met publicly. So there's, Jesus is not saying that we can never pray publicly. What he's trying to do is he's trying at this point in the scriptures to get us to understand that prayer is connected to the heart. So when he says, go into an inner room, a closet, close the door, he's just making the point, it's about your heart before God. Also, when he says, shut the door, there's something important for us here as well. And that is this idea that we need to shut out distractions. When we want to be with God or when we get alone with God in prayer, we need to, to minimize the things that are going to draw us away from him. You know, for, for many of us or most of us, that means we need to leave our phone on silent in another room. If we bring our phone into the closet with this when we're going to pray and seek the Lord, there's a good chance we're going to be pretty distracted. So we need to think through, how can I shut the door? And in in our world today, it's hard to get away. It's hard to disconnect, but we need those times with God. We we desperately need them. So he says, shut the door, get alone. And he says, your father who sees in secret, he'll reward you. And notice here that, that he describes the father who is in secret. In other words, he's unseen. You're stepping into to this closet to, to speak to him, though unseen, but you're trusting that he's there with you. There's an element of faith here. Notice also this idea of father. Now, some of you maybe had earthly fathers who, who hurt you or disappointed you, and, and, and that, that's a, a terrible thing. Many of you had earthly dads that you loved and you looked up to. But here God is called father, and he's father above all. He cares and loves his children. He'll never let you down. So, so it's as if he's saying, get into that closet and talk to your dad. To him, heart to heart. He cares for you. He loves you. Get alone. Put away the distractions. Don't put on a show. Just get with him. He has the heart of a father. The heart of a good father. And he says, the father who is in secret and sees what you do in secret, well, he will reward you. What does this mean? It means that as we seek him in prayer, as we draw near to him in prayer, God is going to, in his grace and and in his goodness, he's going to bless us. He's going to bless us with with earthly blessings. When we draw near to God, often our hearts are are warmed and and there's a new joy in our heart. Not always. We we can't base our Christianity on our feelings, but often God does give us that as, as a gift. He gives us new joy and new strength. And then ultimately, we'll know heavenly reward as we draw close to him in prayer. So earthly blessing, heavenly reward, these are the things that that we look forward to as as we approach God and and draw near to him in prayer. Sometimes we wonder why our prayers don't get answered. We we wonder, why do I pray this and it seems like God doesn't answer? Well, we've already talked about one of the reasons for that, if if our motives are wrong. But sometimes God doesn't answer prayer in the hope that, that in the way that we hope that he will because he, because he has a different plan. But his plan is always for our good. And we'll talk more about that in, in the weeks to come as, as we think more about prayer. We'll, we'll ask the question, 
What does it mean to pray in the will of God? And, and what about the prayers that I've prayed for years and years and years and it seems like nothing's happened? We'll try to sort through some of those kinds of questions. When we think about this passage, we can say for sure that God hears our prayers when we draw close to him with the right motive and we can say for sure that he is a father who loves He's a father who cares and his heart is always only for the good of his children. It's never different than that. Sometimes in your life it may feel different than that, but I promise you it's not. If your earthly father was a good earthly father, sometimes it probably felt different than that. It probably felt like he maybe wasn't loving you when he got on to you or when he disciplined you. But ultimately, what was the intent? It was for your good. And so we trust that God is a father like that interested in our good. One of the challenges of living in our day and time is the challenge of keeping up with endless passwords. You you know what I'm talking about. You have this account and it requires a capital, but then this one doesn't require a capital, but this one has a special space or a special character that you have to include or, uh, and, and there's all these rules. This has to be at least eight characters long and you know the experts will say, don't use the same password, use different passwords. So if, if you follow all the rules, you'll have a million different passwords with all kinds of characters and complicated challenges. How do I get into this account? You gotta have a password to get into your phone or to download anything. And it's, it's, it's maddening sometimes. What Jesus is saying here is that if we want to enter into the presence of God, the password is a heart that longs for him. The password to enter, it's a heart that doesn't want to put on a show, but a heart that says, God, I just want to know you. I want to draw close to you. Now, folks, that's a password we can keep up with. It's an open invitation. So set aside a time every single day to go to God. And I'm going to add the words in the secret. And what I mean by that is to go to God alone. Just to to be with him alone. And and pray. Now, Now some of you say, well, hey, I pray throughout the day, so I don't really have a dedicated time of prayer. I pray throughout the day. But I want to say to you, keep praying throughout the day. That's a good thing. But take some time and do what Jesus is talking about here every day, where you just get alone with him, where you seek him in prayer, and you strive to draw near to him in prayer. Maybe it's your commute. Maybe, maybe you have a commute, and you're alone. Perfect time to meet with God, to, to draw close to him. Or maybe you need to get up earlier in the morning, just a little earlier before others in your family get up, and you need to meet with God there. Grab a cup of coffee and, and begin to seek him. Or maybe... You're a night owl and it's before bed. Everyone else in the house is asleep and you're awake and there's your your time. It doesn't matter when it is so much, but it matters that you make this time every day. When you pray. When you pray, not if you pray. When you pray, do it like this. Get alone with him. And just an aside, it's probably not a good idea when we do this to to take the picture and say, hey, I'm about to do my hour of prayer time and post it on Instagram. Kind of goes against this. So uh, just just think through that. Um, Also, don't ignore the reality that prayer, this this is huge, and we talk about it 
myself included, we talk about it so lightly. Don't ignore the reality that prayer is your opportunity to meet with the creator of the universe. Are you with me? Do you, do you see this? This is your chance to get alone with the creator of everything. The God who, who created all. What an amazing opportunity before us. So do you long to be close to God? Do you long to draw near to Him? He's waiting for you. He will listen to you as you seek Him with heartfelt prayer. Do you see what Jesus is saying? That if you'll get alone in that, in that inner room and you'll strive to meet with God, He'll be there. He's not going to be late. He's not going to be a no-show. He'll be right there waiting for you. Isn't that amazing? That's an incredible promise. Next, if you pray publicly, which there's nothing wrong with that again, as long as your heart's right, and all of us, again, need to let the Lord search our hearts, but if you pray publicly, let your public prayers always and only be an overflow of what's happening in your life privately, that you are seeking Him privately before the Lord. Now, many here today would love to be at the Super Bowl next Sunday. Um, Would have been a lot better if Dallas had made it, right? Um, but think about it. It'd be great to be sitting on the 50-yard line, I don't know, row 10, 15, 20, somewhere around there, just right in the middle of the action where you're not going to miss a thing. Most of us would, would enjoy the opportunity to, to be there, to, to have good seats, to be close. But you want to talk about expensive tickets, Those would be some pretty pricey tickets. But I wonder, how do you get an audience with the King of Kings, with the Lord of Lords? Well, the scripture tells us it's not expensive tickets. It's to draw close to him with a heart that longs to know him. A heart that longs to commune with him. Longs to fellowship with him. That's how. You want good seats? That's how you get them, right there. You draw close to him. You can have the best seat in the house, a seat with the king of the universe. So let's draw close to Jesus. How do we do do that? How do we draw close to God? Well, if you know Jesus, you got access to God right now. So brothers and sisters, let's lay aside the masks. Let's not play make-believe when it comes to our spirituality. But let's get on our knees and let's draw close to God and let's know Him more and let's love Him more. Prayer gives us an opportunity to draw close to Him. So pray not to impress, but pray to praise God. Pray to draw near to God. Now this morning, the good news is this. We're nearly done. The bad news, but it's really good news, is you have homework this week. Okay, you've got homework. Every one of us, a daily assignment, myself included, I want you every day this week to find some time. I'm not going to tell you the amount of time. You you figure that out before the Lord. But I want you to find some time this week to be alone with God. Every day. Everybody understands your homework assignment? There'll be be a test next week. We're going to see. We're going to raise our hands. Who did it? I'm just joking. Um, That's a joke, but... um, Get alone with him and let's pray sincerely and let's ask him 
to give us a heart, to give us a heart that wants to know him more, not a heart that wants to play games or go through motions of religiosity, but a heart that wants to love Jesus and know Jesus. Now, we mentioned a moment ago perfect seats to the Super Bowl. We said it would take a lot of cash. Probably at this point, you definitely have to know somebody. How do you get a hearing with the creator of the universe? There really is only one way, ultimately. It's not cash, but you do have to know somebody. If you're here today and there's never been a clear time in your life, a moment in your life, a time in your life where you've said to God, I've gone my own way and I'm tired of going my own way. I'm turning my life over to you. I believe Jesus came and lived a perfect life and died on the cross, was buried and was raised to life. And and I want to follow you. I want to follow him. I believe in him. I'm turning away from my sin. And the Bible tells us that when we call out to God like that, when we call out to God in faith, that he saves us, that he rescues us. Sometimes you hear the phrase born again. You're, you're born again. Now, there are many of you here today, or at least some of you here today, who know about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus in this way. And I want you to understand that the great things that, that the word promises in prayer are only for those who are children of God. How do you get a ticket into the presence of God? Well, you gotta know somebody. You gotta know Jesus. And so that's the question this morning. Do you know him? Has that time in your life happened where you've turned from your sin and you've believed in him and you, from, this, from that moment on, you've strived to follow him through the ups and the downs? If it hasn't, this morning, that could happen and that would be the most incredible and the most exciting opportunity ever to be able to enter the presence of God face to face. And it's a privilege all of us through prayer can enjoy. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.